This whole situation, it's horrible. The country's disintegrating. What's happened to America? What's happened to the American dream? It came true. You're looking at it. Here we are. Here we are. Bada bing. Episode bada seven of the All Along the Watch. <laughs> episode <Party>. eight. Oh, <laughs> you shit. sleepy motherfucker. Dude, I've been up since 4.30. It's now 9.36 p.m. Eastern, Eastern. time. And uh, I've been up since 4.30 a.m. Sir Anthony has a uh, plane to catch at 5 a.m. He's going out to uh, good old Vegas. Yep. For MJ BizCon. Anyone listening to this by Friday who's in the cannabis industry out in Vegas, hey. reach out to us and I'll meet with you. That'd be dope. But now that we're... I, I, I keep thinking there's eight episodes. And I like really imprinted that in my brain, yeah. to be honest. like I, I jump to that all the time. I feel like on certain sites, because um, I actually switched over to um, the Amazon add-on uh, for this week's episode, um, and they don't show episode nine. So I wonder if that's what you... Maybe. Like, maybe checked out. Um, yeah. Because I found it, there's only eight episodes on there, and I don't know whether that's a flaw or, like, they did that on purpose to try, like, not to reveal the next title, but every other site reveals the title. They let the, the title. title, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either way, um, I'm Litho Freeman. And, <laughs> and I'm Anthony Trevelyante, and we're all along the Watchmen. All along the Watchmen podcast. We are back, uh, eighth week, uh, entitled A God Walks Into the Bar. Um, and to keep tradition, what's your rating on this one, man? The ratings are getting tough for me. I kind of give this one like a seven, probably. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I did not like it, and I thought that it did a good job of explaining their backstory, but there were things I didn't like about it. Man. All right, so I feel I feel basically the same. I give it a six. Six, yeah. I'm giving it a six, man. <laughs> That's fair. Just because um, there are uh, some special effects flaws that I, yeah. that I found like very glaring, um, and there are there are they're they're in such a crunch. Yeah, and I, and I feel it as a viewer. You know, I mean, granted, we're doing this podcast, we're a little we're a little bit more like in the scene, I suppose. But like, don't you feel like this could go twelve episodes and probably work out better? Yeah, I think they blew the payoff. I don't. I'm not really looking for like. I'm not not looking forward to next week. But like, I'm not really like waited. You kind of already forgot about the Calvary, dude. There's so much happening, and this episode. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, we're gonna get into the episode in a minute, but dude, I was surprised about how much time Doctor Manhattan took up. I mean, I shouldn't have been because he is, like, the grand poobah of this universe. But, like, goddamn, do you guys really have time for this? No, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, in a nine-episode yeah. series, episode eight, do you have time for this? See, what's – if they're going to – if they were going to – I feel like they're crossing two ways of doing it. Because if they would – if they're going to do it the way they're doing it now, I would have ended the season with revealing, like, what the Calvary's trying to do. Yes. You know, like, yeah. all right, season one, like, oh, shit, they're going to now we know Manhattan's here. They're going to kill him. And it's like you maybe wouldn't have felt that amazing about the first season, but it would have got you all the build up to like work a second season. Most definitely. Now they're trying to do the payoff. And I hope they got some up their sleeves. I mean, even if they it's hard to imagine that next week we are 
we kind of like very critical watchers, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, are going to be like very happy. That's what I fear. I mean, I would love the season finale to be great and awesome and everything. But I, as a writer, you know, who's like constantly like working on small scripts to understanding that like time pacing within the story, you know, and these people, they, they had the option to go more episodes mm-hmm. and Lindelof turned it down. Oh, they did. I didn't yeah. know they turned it down. I heard it on um, one of the podcasts I probably listened to, or like some YouTube media. Um, but yeah, at the beginning of this, of the at the beginning before episode one, I was like kind of you know brushing up on what the series might be about uh, before we even started this podcast, and they they made a comment on how like Lindelof wanted to keep it short, and it's I mean at this point eight weeks later or nine weeks later, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not feeling too good about the finale. <laughs> I was also least impressed with the Angela Barr character in this episode out of all of them. But yes. without griping too much, yeah, yeah, to give the golden star to where it always deserves in this episode, the title people making Man. a bar in the story. Not even like <laughs> when you read it on the title thing on IMDb, it's, an, it's a bar. But then they put a bar like for sure. Jesus yeah, Christ, man. Whew. They they are really the MVPs of the entire. This season. would have been a five without that. <laughs> that title buns it up two points. Two, for yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, Empathy in the title, but in a lot of butts. Shout out to them, man. I am. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this off season when we start like trying to reach out to them and hopefully they talk to us, mm-hmm. man, because. They are the ones that are constantly like keeping us happy. I believe. You know what I thought about maybe for a fun episode actually is to rewatch the series now, knowing that Angel that that he's Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, I want to see like how good the acting is because I feel like for sure. I don't want to jump ahead um, too much, but it was interesting to me like how much they go into like the god complex in this, and like then I, I think back to episode maybe two when he tells the kids. Like oh yeah, about no, no heaven. It was like the way how direct he was about it and stuff was like really Doctor Manhattan to me. So it's For like sure. curious. I'd be curious to kind of see like pay a lot more attention to his dialogue. Yeah, and, and how that. she. I'm sure she like like I'm because I'm always curious how they like reveal it to actors on set. You know, like right. I watched a lot of the behind the scenes of the Star Wars, and I actually watched behind the scenes of Empire. Mm-hmm. And what's this? It was. I don't think I forgot what it was. it was the Luke I'm your father line, but like something about like I think only like Luke knew. I don't even think anyone knew like what the reveal oh, was or something. Okay, like they to- they wrote it fake in the script for sure. Like he said something completely different, and then like only one of the characters knew like what it was. Hmm. Um, but yeah. it's like so I was I'd be curious like if they told like Angela like he's actually Doctor Manhattan and Definitely. she acted it up to there. Dude, that reminds me of um, the Usual Suspects. That movie, uh, the director actually told everybody uh, that they were the main guy um, who's like, you know, the mystery is all about. I can't think of his name. Uh, right. I think Calazar or something like that. Um, but he told every actor that they were him. So act like you are him. And then no one knew until the final cut was out, you know, and they went to the premiere. Um, oh, it's good directing cool. techniques. Yeah. You got to play with the mind a little bit. For sure. Yeah, but great title. Great title. Hell yeah. All right, so to jump uh, into the episode, we get the Neon Watchmen uh, Flash. 
and then a uh, blue suited man uh, the shot from the uh, very first trailer I believe they put out of a suited man with a blue hand uh, bending down picking up the blue mask um, this is 1989 uh, Vietnam uh, there is you know some 80s music playing he picks up the mask right after a uh, street festival type deal I imagine it's the same festival well, yeah because it's the same festival that we've seen young Angela lose mm-hmm. a parent at um they yeah, go into like a little bit later or whatever right uh they go into uh why well i guess just to lead just to walk to it i suppose uh dr mahat walks to the bar there is a fat blue uh vietnamese man sitting at the bar so this is a uh, dressed up you know kind of technique just to give the idea that a bunch of people are dressed up and he sees angela drinking alone um he walks up to her, you know, tries to introduce. He doesn't directly introduce himself, but he says, uh, you know, can I sit with you? He has two beers in his hand. Um, and he kind of he gives this kind of playful thing. of Like, well, if I could guess why you're sitting alone, uh, I'll be able to have a drink with you. And she agrees to that. And he says that you are mourning uh, or you're cel- not celebrating, but like mourning the anniversary of your parents death. So the same exact um, type of thing that we've seen, I guess that was episode six. That was two episodes ago we've seen Angela's parents. That was the last episode. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Wait. No. Um, oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah. Because she was like, at Lady True's. Mm-hmm. Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was so episode yeah. seven, we basically see um, that she is celebrating, you know, that incident. Not celebrating, but mourning. <laughs> um. Dr. Manhattan tells her, like, you know, I am Dr. Manhattan. And kind of throughout this entire episode, um, it's very, it's done very, like, playfully, I guess. Uh, This would be writing and editing. Uh, They have this conversation of, you know, uh, I know Dr. Manhattan in this space of, like, you know, I know time. I know that you will have dinner with me tomorrow. Um... I can kind of tell you what's going to happen in 10 years. I could tell you what's going to happen in 15 years. Um, and the entire time Angela is like calling bullshit or at least trying to. So it's done in this very, uh, you know, back and forth kind of shooting style, which I thought I was thought, probably good. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought he was like a killer flirt too. In a weird, like I was like thinking like, not that anyone could tell like future, but like, <laughs> Dave, you could pull those kind of like that kind of banter with someone. Like Definitely. Yeah. Like I know what's going to happen. And keep a lady's attention. Yeah, like, like <laughs> We'll be together for 10 years and then we'll have a fight. Yeah. Then we'll be, a, be together for like another 10 years. And like, yeah, that kind of reassurance, um, yeah, which I'm guessing is fun. why Angela. Yeah, definitely a fun way to do the entire episode. Um, but I mean, like we just said, it it's essentially the entire episode. It's at yeah. least it's at least three quarters of it, you know, Um so we go um, blah, 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 into uh, Angela kind of telling him, like, I know you're not Dr. Manhattan uh, because he's on Mars. Manhattan says uh, he's not on Mars. He's actually on Europa. Uh, the thing that people are seeing and the thing that we've seen, I guess, in episode one or two of that footage of Dr. Manhattan uh, on Mars, he says that is just a video loop that's uh, that he created to be played uh, to the masses that are watching him. He's actually on Europa, so a good call by Kellen. Yeah. I forgot to even bring up uh, at the house. That was a great call. 
Um, but he's on Europa and he is creating life. Um, and that's when we get the, the year reveal and he goes into how he actually created everything. Um, which was a, a pretty good sequence. Yeah. I, I suppose. It. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought that CGI was probably the best CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That like, that all made sense and it looked good. And it was, uh, trying to think what i was gonna say yeah i like the whole i like the gut like how they linked into the how much they linked it back into like the god persona that he's portraying and then they like kind of sure. showed us a little bit um you'll talk about it in a second but um like hit how he got to be to where he is from even like a younger age which like right. maybe is a which is over glance like in the movie no it's over glance uh in the comics as well as far as like that period before they came to america um i believe it's issue three or four of the comic. Um, it's entire. It's just like him, kind of like giving this long monologue type deal. But they begin with him in New York, so it was fun that they went back before, like to show why his parents like left mm. the country they were leaving, you know, and all that. And the re- then the the origin of Mister Phillips. <laughs> yeah, and he saw him banging. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really fun. Um, yeah, so he, he Dr. Manhattan goes into saying how, um, you know, after Angela's like, oh, does it take you seven days to create this life? And he's like, no, it happens in 90 seconds. Um, and they go into what we're actually talking about, the uh, on-screen physical creation of Europa that he's doing kind of like in live action. It shows him <clears throat> uh, birthing two babies, uh, two naked babies out of the water. Uh, as we've seen, it's the same lake and same everything uh, that we've seen Adrian uh, pull babies from. But Dr. Manhattan raises two babies out. Um, and within a matter of moments, they are uh, grown humans and they are walking. It's a shot from behind. So all you see is like naked asses. And I have a quote. But. Oh, dude, Miss Crochet, nice butt. I don't know if you listen to this, but yeah, nice butt. Nice butt. <laughs> um,. So he goes, uh, after they are walking for a minute, he creates the manor uh, that we uh, see like kind of throughout uh, the first two episodes, I suppose, uh, heavily with like Angela's son and with the one that Adrian actually lives in. Um, and then it jumps to 1936. Young John um, at that actual manor uh, somewhere in uh, England. I believe, or is it Germany? I think it was Germany. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was Germany. Germany. It was Germany. 1938, uh, Germany. um, John, his mother, father, uh, looking very impoverished, are fleeing a uh, war, I imagine, that's about to happen. So they end up at this manor uh, where they say the family, you know, is providing help to some of the locals. So there's a lot of people there. It's kind of like this refugee camp, essentially. Um, I thought it was interesting that because like the it make, I kept thinking about the Manhattan Project, um, which is what they the project that made the atomic bomb then World War Two, and it wasn't used against Germany, but I thought it was pretty interesting that they were from like Germany, like pretty much pre World War Two, right about when right. that happened. Damn, uh, um, he was from. They uh, at the manor. We go into uh, kind of young John sitting at the table. 
Um, and then he starts to wander around uh, this nice fat castle, essentially. <laughs> um, he hears people while he's in one room, and that's when he catches uh, Mrs. Phillips, uh, no, Mr. Phillips, and Miss Crochet having sex with one another. He drops an apple and he gets caught. Um, and then he, you know, kind of just like runs out the room. Cut to him sitting at the table with his father. Um, and Mr. Phillips comes over and that's when his father has to like stand up and shake his hand. I think that's the first time we noticed that like Mr. Phillips is someone important in this like real yeah. world. Like they are Mr. Mr. Phillips and Miss Crochet were like royalty. Yeah, they were big people. And they were, like who he modeled his whole humanity after. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Those Phillips. tender people. Mm. Um so his father stands up, shakes uh Mr. Phillips' hand. Mrs. Crochet to Mr. Phillips, uh then say, like, can we go take your boy? Uh we would like to speak with him. We like to get to know every one of the children. But what they're really trying to do is explain what they had just seen, what he had just seen. Uh, so Mr. Phillips kind of breaks it down. He's like, what you just saw was us creating life. Um, our baby died some years ago. <clears throat> he would be roughly your age. And then uh, they give young John a present. And it turned, it's like a fat box looking thing. And it turns out to be a Bible. And I immediately thought like, damn, what a shame. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, what a bad present. Um, like, all right, don't talk about this anymore. Here's a Bible. Like, here's give a give Bible. him candy. Yeah, it's like, come on, he's a kid. What is he gonna do with that thing? Look at how much that influences future, though. Right. Um. So Mrs. Crochet's uh goes into a story about the Bible because Young John does does not know, and she tells the story of uh Genesis, <clears throat> which uh of course is kind of like the creation of life, and. At the end of the sequence, uh, they tell young John to make them a promise that in America, uh, which he will, you know, eventually be, uh, that he will create something beautiful. So then we cut back to a uh, naked Dr. Manhattan um, and Mrs. Crochanks and Mr. Phillips um, kind of staring off in the distance. And I thought this shot was interesting because they kept it at a, like a mid close Mm-hmm. It started from the back and then kind of swept around to the front. No boobs. No boobs. No boobs. HBO is committed to like we even got we got full male frontal yeah. in this, and we still haven't seen a pair of boobs. So it's like good for them. Yeah. Good I was thinking them. with that. That's interesting because I was thinking the Adam and Eve that they're both basically that, and we've oh, we've seen penis. Yeah. And we've seen booty. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to them uh, keeping keeping their vision as but I think I guess. <laughs> I don't know his vision, <laughs> the vision of the man, the vision of man, man penis. All right, so uh, <laughs> a, a quest to put more, more full frontal male nudity. Yeah. Um. So after that shot, we cut back to Angelos at the bar, uh, still not having it. She's like, "Yo, you know, I don't know who you really are, but you got some type of crazy imagination." Uh, John goes into saying, "Like, you know, I love you." Angela rightfully so is like, how can you even love me? You don't, you don't know me <clears throat> type of deal. Um, and I don't even know you. So he takes off the mask, revealing that he is actually Dr. Manhattan. Um, Angela, even at that point, still doesn't believe she asked if that's like makeup. Um, and then she goes into saying, like, doesn't Dr. Manhattan glow a little bit? Can't you just like glow for me a little bit? Uh, 
John's not having it. He says it will cost too much attention. He's trying to have a nice little conversation with Angela. Doesn't want all those people kind of crowding him. Um, and where did it go? Oh, and right after he reveals himself, uh, Edge is like, oh, that's, you know, that's really interesting that you are Dr. Manhattan, but come to find out, I hate them because uh, Dr. Manhattan was hired by Nixon. And under that <clears throat> kind of agreement, he went to Vietnam. He killed a bunch of people. One of those survivors were kids. They grew up and eventually killed Angela's parents. So that is why she hates Dr. Manhattan. Uh, strictly because that whole relation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got some of the bad flashbacks during that sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the bad flashbacks came back. And his little <laughs> excuse of, well, haven't you done anything bad? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have, haven't you done something you've regret in your life? <laughs> like, destroy a country. Uh, dude. They refuse to let those things go. Uh, this episode is actually directed by Nicole Castle. Or Cassell, the one who gave it, she gave us like our first two episodes. Uh, yeah. I think this is the first time she's there was uh, less been flashbacks. back for a while. There were less, definitely less flashbacks. Um, but I guess after after you have it in for three episodes straight, you gotta keep it going. Get, get committed. Keep reminding the viewers. Yeah, <laughs> what they, they saw they last week. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so where are we at? Oh. There's this cool line, uh, just kind of like within relation to Dr. Manhattan's like relation to time. When he sits down within the first like minute or so, he says, uh, you know, I, I know you're here because your parents died. And Angela's like, how do you know that I didn't tell you? And he's like, you will in 20 minutes. And then at the end of that, um, you know, tying in Nixon to the survivor to parents death, that's. At the at that moment, that's when Manhattan's like, "Well, you just told me your parents died," which is like they did a lot of fun writing with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought their conversation was—I mean, it was good. It was just a lot. Totally, it reminded me of like a. Um, you ever seen, uh, what's it called, Dinner with Andre? I don't think so. Something around there. Uh, my Dinner with Andre. It's whole movie is like two guys sitting at a table type deal, but like the way they bounce around in the conversation. Um, you know, and it keeps you engaged and it has like minimal, minimal, like on screen occurrences outside the restaurant. Uh, but like the way they shoot it and the way, the way it's done, like keeps you engaged. And this episode kind of reminded me of that. Um, I actually think like if they could have found some way to not have so much on screen John backstory. It would have worked better just because the conversation was like hot. Yeah. John's backstory ends up being really irrelevant too. Exactly. I kind of think she just wants to, like, fuck him and has already decided that's the best thing to fuck. Totally. And, like, I I mean, for it just to be on screen that much of the time of the episode, um, it's really just fanfare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Essentially, and it's like, that's cool. That's cool. He's the most powerful being in this whole universe uh, within, you know, the Watchmen universe. So, yeah, give him fanfare. But extend your season two more episodes. Yeah. Because you kind of did They gave him a lot of fanfare. Totally. All for nothing. A little bit too much. Um, so we cut to... Um, where, 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 where? Cut to Angela describing um, a man who died of a gas leak. 
in Vietnam. Oh, oh, so we cut to the morgue. <laughs> Essentially, this oh, is yeah. this is uh, Doctor Manhattan uh, picking out his body. So, uh, you know, they cut from the conversation at the bar to I'm guessing this is like weeks ahead. Um, Angela is at the morgue, like we predicted last week, I guess in the PDs, um, uh, that they would be at the morgue, kind of picking out bodies. Angela's a cop; she totally has access to this. Uh, she picks out a couple bodies, three or four. Um, Doctor Manhattan goes in to say that, like you know, he doesn't care what he looks like; it's really up to Angela. Uh, she's the one who has to look at him. Um, and during this whole sequence, while Doctor Manhattan is blue, they never show his face. Yeah, and. This it's like I wonder why. Here's what I'll, this scene I don't think happens till later, but they had to like basically deal with the fact that a black guy is playing a guy who is like a white character. I feel like, and they had to like. Did you notice that line later? When I don't want to like jump ahead too far, but maybe it's relevant right now. Where it's like, oh, you kind of look the same. Like or there was like something like she said to him in like the room. She's like, "You have like some of your." It was like a weird line they throw in to like explain why he still looks like the actor. Hmm. Yes, I felt like oh, that's no, what... yeah. When they were with the kids, there's a line the kid says like, "Oh yeah, he looks like Cal," and she says like, "Yeah, that is." Or no, she there. even says, ah, "I'll have to rewatch it." She says something to him that's like along the lines of like, "You still kind of look like him." Huh. I don't know. I think I feel like that's what they were trying. Why they kept his face off screen so much is they didn't like. They tried to like write that into the story. Yeah, there's a there's a line that Adrian gives like later in the episode when Doctor Manhattan shows up like as Cal's like black body. Uh, it's kind of like a comical line, kind of throwaway. But he says like, you know, you got to be careful with that. It's you know nowadays it's two thousand. I forgot what he said. I, th- I, th- I think he said it's two thousand nine. You got to be careful with that. It's kind of like appropriation. And it's like, it, it was a funny, like, throwaway. Um, but it totally, like, was given nod to, like, what you're talking about. Um, I just don't understand why they couldn't cast it. I mean, because if we would have seen his face, I think it actually would have had a more of, like, a, a prevalent thing of, like, he could be yeah, whoever I he agree. wants. Yeah, I agree. That's why I feel like it was just weird, like, how they wrote it, because they didn't show it. Totally. Um they definitely should have. They should have got some like nineteen. I like some bro. of the. I like some of the way they shot those scenes though, where they did like close ups on the glass and the tie and stuff. But they should have shown totally with his hands on the table and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the bar, those yeah, those are really nice. Um, so Angela begins to pull out, uh, you know, kind of other bodies, and then she eventually pulls out uh, Calvin's body. She goes in to say, um, you know, he died of a. Um, what does she say? They died of a heart attack possibly um you know he has no no family or nothing like that so he might be perfect um and he's the most attractive to angela so she picks him dr manhattan uh transforms into a uh naked calvin um yeah then we cut back to the bar um you know and angela's still kind of this whole like i said the whole episode she's still like not trying to give this guy time, but entertaining enough. She's sitting by herself, so um, she's like, "Oh, that's that was my plan. Cool. Um, so tell me what else happens." Um, and you know, she kind of goes in to say, "Like, oh, we'll be together ten years. Well, can you tell me something about that?" 
Uh, Dr. Manhattan says, well, it's going to end tragically. Um, then he pulls this like little music trick. You know, your best song is about your favorite song is about the play. This track drops down uh, from the old jukebox. She's like, I've never heard that song in my life. And he's like, well, now it's your, your favorite song, which is a smooth line. I think I'm going to have to try to. Yeah, I might have to try to pull that in my repertoire. He had some smooth lines. That's what I'm saying. He was smooth. <laughs> I was like, how can I do this without having superpowers? Yeah, yeah. How can I not be a dick, not have superpowers, but also say these words to a lady? <laughs> <laughs> this can be your favorite song. No, it's not. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll be over here. <laughs> I can. Me and you are going to be in dinner in a week. Nope. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Okay. Maybe we'll do a, a try and Doctor Manhattan pickup lines bit. That'd be hot. At the bar. That'd be sweet. <laughs> we're gonna be married for ten years and then have a divorce. <laughs> Two years later we're married to that girl. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, damn it. Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> um all right, so <clears throat> jump back in the episode uh after the music trick. Um there is a there's this classic line of uh him saying, you know, in six months, you'll be yelling at me and telling me to get out. Um, and then after that, we'll be having sex, which is a direct pull from the comics uh, that he says to uh, actually what is now Agent Blake. Really? Yeah. Said the same lines. Damn. Yeah. He's spitting the same he's, game, oof. dude. <laughs> In the same lane. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan never grew up from 30. He's been 30 his entire life, essentially. So, uh yeah, I guess you I, I can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they, they cut to actually them having sex. Um, and, you know, Angela, forbearing this information, is like, we're not going to get into an argument uh, and I'm not going to kick you out. And Nikki Calvin is like, yeah, we are. We're about to have an argument in like two minutes. They slowly kind of build to that. <clears throat> Um, and eventually she pops when he keeps kind of like, um, saying what she's going to say, kind of like an irritating tone. Um, and then that's when they give a full off argument, um, again, future coming true. And there's kind of like a pause in the argument where she's like, you don't know anything about being afraid. When's the last time you were afraid? And Calvin gives like straight Dr. Manhattan lines of like, it was 1959. (laughs) I was in New Mexico bar (laughs) right before. (laughs) He's kind of like a noir detective. Totally, and the way he like talks. 1965. I was sitting in New York City, sipping on a Manhattan. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) No ice in the drink, and that's when she walked in. Red dress, legs to die for. (laughs) If there were ice in my drink, she'd heat that up. Sassy heels. Black and tan coming soon. Yeah. You guys are really gonna like that if you enjoy us. <laughs> if you don't enjoy it, you're yeah. hate it. <laughs> you are not gonna like it if you're you don't like it. us. Um, <laughs> um, so then we give a cut to um, Calvin transporting uh, to um, what will be known uh, to be the secret lair of Adrian Veidt, um at up at the uh, North Pole. I forgot the exact name right now. But that's total call to the comics. Um, he kind of transports through the door to see a drunk Adrian. Uh, we come to find out this is 2009. Uh, Adrian turns around after 
<clears throat> he's looking at his uh, big wall of televisions, which is a callback to the comics, uh, which I guess that wall I appreciated. The wall in the mall. Yeah, that was sense. stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, he had a bunch of different screens on his wall. Right, right. He was watching all the news channels from around the world. Um, but he's like drunk, hungover, looking real rough. He turns around, and that's when we get a full shot of Calvin's penis. Yeah. Big full frontal going on here. Um, two different Dr. Manhattan penises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two whole different ones. Um, Adrian, uh, you know, kind of says hello. And then he walks him down to the cellar type place where uh, Adrian goes on to say that it's been 22 years. Um, as he's, you know, kind of giving this kind of like monologue of the world has changed uh, since you've been gone type deal. Um, he is manufacturing the Squid Falls that we see. Uh, I guess we only see him once in the pilot on the television yeah, show. I think but maybe, yeah, the oh, frequent... The squid falls, we see him actually like picking a map. He has a map on his computer screen. Uh, he picks the city. Then he goes around to this big like teleportation device that goes from uh, floor to ceiling. And we see uh, the squids falling kind of like in mid mid air, I suppose. Um, and then he goes on. Dr. Mahan goes on to, you know, ask him, you know, why are you doing so? He's like, you know, I have to keep world peace. This is the way to do so. Um where are we at adrian uh then goes on to ask uh you know why is he here uh why has dr manhattan you know come back and why has he actually seen him he comes to find out um kind of like through his own thoughts like oh it's a woman so who is she does she really know who you are um and dr manhattan goes into saying like yes she knows exactly who i am but i'm having this you know, kind of problem being with her uh, because of my memory and my space, you know, kind of head space of time. That's when Adrian goes on to say that <clears throat> he actually uh, has a device that could block Dr. Manhattan's memory um, and, you know, kind of make him live like a normal person. Manhattan asks what, you know, how long he, it takes to build. And uh, Adrian reveals that he built it 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've been waiting for this very moment yeah uh he says that it was actually plan a and plan b which we see in the comics um was apparently his plan b this is all new canon um they're just having fun with the story at this point i suppose um there is then a shot of uh adrian opening up this kind of uh this box with this with the ring inside uh made in the classic dr manhattan insignia um you know he says that i can give you this ring and this will you know take care of all your problems you could really be with angela uh he does say angela but you could be with this woman um if you put this in but in exchange i would like to see my utopia and that's when we get to see that um he actually made a deal with Manhattan to get sent to Europa uh, because Dr. Manhattan was tired of being served all the time. So that is why Adrian is um, the king of this land because <laughs> they were just like made to serve and, and they had no one. Yeah, that's why yeah, they don't want him to leave any of that uh, just because all the clones were made to serve. And for a while, you know, we've seen that he was living good. Then he got tired of it. Um. And his old reasoning, 
which I thought was really good acting on like I'm mad that they waited till episode eight to show off uh Jeremy Irons like acting ability. Dude, he was killer in this I like knew he was gonna be killer, but totally. I really liked his his whole character. Yeah. The way he gave that emotion, uh there's this whole lines of like, you know, I saved the world. I really did, and no one knows. <laughs> I'm so alone. Uh type deal. Um so he uh gets sent away. Transported. Uh, as Dr. Manhattan grabs the uh, ring from him, uh, then we cut back to um, a previous moment, or I guess a, a later time. Um, this is a lot of time jumping in this episode. Yeah, I'm sorry if this though. sounds all confusing. Uh, so many time jumps. Um, but then we cut to Dr. Manhattan handing that ring to Angela. Um, and that's when Angela says, you know, I could be a cop anywhere if you're going to start new. Um, and not have any memory, then we might as well start new together. Let's go to Tulsa. Um, let's go to Oklahoma. Yeah, let's go to Oklahoma and start living our life. And then we cut to the original bar uh, back in Vietnam, 1989. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we're back in time. Yeah. Um, you know, and Angela is, you know, kind of saying, like, you know, tell us. Can you provide me any more about our years? You know, if you're really Dr. Manhattan still, can you create any life? That's why Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan uh, pulls this uh, kind of egg trick, uh, makes an egg appear. Um, we cut to, um, to, 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 to where are we talking about? Oh, we cut to six months later from that. So I'm guessing still 1989 um, to Angela with the ring in her hands. Um, you know, she's like, 10 years, huh? Let's do it. She tells John to get down on his knee. She kisses him on the forehead, and then she puts the ring on his forehead. And there's a cool transition uh, from the ring fading on Calvin's, I guess now Calvin's forehead, uh, to present day her holding the bloody ring. And if you can't tell, I have been talking all this time, and we are just now getting to present day, which is the <laughs> so big... the end of the episode. Pro- <laughs> it's the end of the episode. Like, that's the huge problem. Like, all of this. You can happened. tell how bad this is because just look, our podcast is going by really quickly. And it's like, there's nothing to really talk about. Like, yeah. I have no elaboration on any of what you're saying. Dude, <laughs> there's like not much to go on here. You know, I'm just like, right. I found myself like writing down like more of what they were saying uh, within conversation where usually I write, you know, like actions and scenes yeah. and all that. And I'm writing like a lot of dialogue here. Um, yeah, this episode just like it doesn't hold up as a pre-season finale. What did we need to learn in this episode to further the next episode is kind of the question here. Yes. Like this could have all been a pedopedia. Totally. It could have been it it just could have been l- less flashbacks. They could have spent you know, in an hour, hour long show you spent 15 minutes giving us that. Give us all of that in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then let's move on. Uh because we're at the end of the episode, and now we're cutting back to Angela holding the bloody ring, which is the thing that we've seen at the, la- the last shot, uh, shot for shot type deal. She says the lines, um, and then we see Blue John for the first time, um, glowing Blue John, and he's like floating in air. And I thought, God damn it, HBO, you dropped the ball. That looks so bad to yeah. me. Yeah. God. There's sometimes when he floats, it doesn't look good. Ugh. 
like it's gonna pop up on the screen here soon. I'm it could it could have just went. They could have done a more practical effect. Like I get it. He has to glow. That's rough. I, okay, I'll give you. I'll give anybody leeway on making a human moving body glow on high definition film. But him floating, that that could have been practical. Yeah, that looks terrible. Like him just coming. His calves look bad. <laughs> like that's how bad it, I noticed how bad his calves were. Like, man, that guy's got bad calves. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, it was shitty. Uh, every time he turns blue, every time he turns like <sighs> bright blue, they I guess a, to say. Maybe they don't have the best social special effects. Maybe the special effects team's working so hard on the titles <laughs> yeah, that probably. they can't do good blues and buffaloes. After they do the titles, everybody just gives themselves a high five. <laughs> did it again, team. <laughs> yeah, did it again. This is all people really want. Um, But yeah, so then for the first time, we see Blue John's face. Which is now Calvin's face. Um, I think they did a little bit of makeup on like his like cheeks and jawline, but essentially Calvin's face, um, which doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look terrible when he's not glowing. You know, I thought the regular blue makeup when he's just kind of matte blue, it's like whatever. Mm. I get it. You have to do it. Um, but when he's glowing, dude, that's just it's really bad. Um, so then John goes into this whole thing. You know, he's walking throughout the house. He's kind of really confused. Um, he says, like, you know, this clock was damaged. We get a quick shot of <clears throat> the White Knight uh, when one of the cavalrymen shot the clock. Um, which we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, which we saw earlier in the season, totally. And then Angela goes in to say um, that when on the White Knight, when the cavalry member was above her, that Calvin... Um, just kind of instinctively, that's not a word, instinctually, that's not a word either, naturally, uh, <laughs> naturally, he uh, zapped uh, the guy's like head off. He basically blew up the guy's head um, as Calvin, and then we get one of these sloppy flashbacks to, uh, I guess, like five minutes before when Adrian was telling Calvin that like his powers would be enabled uh, unless it was in time of like great fear or like panic uh type deal but we get that flashback uh <laughs> that's what yeah, he said he kind of doesn't look that good no he looks really bad uh again we have the episode playing in the background and in real time we are seeing shitty cgi and it it just like doesn't it looks even worse on second watch he looks just like i don't even know what he looks like. i feel like they there was some sort of way they could have <laughs> did this better the eyes are bad yes it's just, ugh, I don't know the way he moves. It's really bad. I might be Doctor Manhattan for um, Halloween though. Yeah, like there he so looks check good. Check that out. Yeah, when he's just like matte blue, it doesn't look bad at all. He looks like one of the Blue Man Group guys. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where are we again? Where are we? Where are We're we? right about here, actually. Uh, oh, I have a note of like this entire episode. Regina King put on a masterclass and great reactions. Yeah, dude. Like, in acting class, we spend fucking two weeks essentially on reaction. Then Regina just like killed it every time because all her lines are like, "What the fuck?" Or like, "Dude, we don't have time for this." Or like any of that. Like, she did a really fucking good job, and I think that's a good shout out to like, I think I mentioned before in one of our episodes that like Regina King in the early '90s when she was just getting started was doing a lot of like hood comedies, so she has like the comedy chops. Yeah, and it like really came through uh, here. Um, 
So where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, John arrives at a uh, New York mansion. Um, and this is in 1996. <clears throat> uh, he or 1999. I'm sorry. Uh, he uh, arrives at this Which mansion. Dates when we he got the fortune. Yes, we were talking about that. Totally. Sure. Um, he goes to this fatty, 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 fatty mansion. He goes to see Will, um, who, like we just said, at, at this point has inherited, um, you know, a great deal of money. Actually, I think it's 2009. Sorry about that. Um, but at this point, Will has inherited a bunch of money. He's living lavish. He's living drunk. Um, Dr. He opens up the door, slams the door in his face. Dr. Manhattan fades through the door um, and then he decides to pour himself a drink. Um, he gets some great reactionary work as well. Uh, in this episode, I, I can't think of that actor's name. Um, but John goes on to tell Will that they need to forge an alliance um, because his um, granddaughter is going to need him one day. That's when Will exposes that at this point in 2009, he doesn't even know he has a granddaughter. Um, John goes on to say that his abilities will be limited uh, for you know some period of time, but he is going to marry Will's granddaughter. Uh, and he will need your help because she is extremely lonely. Um, and as much as she says she doesn't want a family, that's the only thing she longs for because she really believes she doesn't have any family. Um, so I'm assuming uh, that Will is about to agree to this alliance. And then we get uh, <laughs> we get present day 2019, John. Who has just walked off, um, walked off the pool after transporting the kids to Will, at the same time talking to 2019 Angela, and talking to 2009 Will, and immediately I thought they are fucking this up. Yeah. Like they are messing this up now. Like as smart as you want to be, and as as catty as you want to be, as calling out your own kind of like. Oh, well, isn't this weird? This it, They did it so bad to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of the reasons why I think this is a uh You mean, like, uh, just the calling out of it? Like, oh, should I do this? Yeah. I think that whole thing of, like, immediately I thought, like, J.J. Abrams fucking around with the box. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you're playing with a time travel box right now. And I get it. It is assumed that Dr. Manhattan can talk to someone in 2019 and 2009. Yes, that is kind of assumed. But no one needed to see it, and I don't think we needed it confirmed. Because it just opens up a whole can of worms that I don't think we're going to get answers to because we don't have the time. Yeah, you only got one more episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just don't have the time. Um, so Angela's like, oh, you're talking to my grandfather now? And John's like, in a sense... Um, Will is saying the same thing. This is 2009. Will <clears throat> saying the same thing, and Angela in 2019 is saying, uh, you know, we'll ask him why he decided to kill Judd and how he knew about Judd, uh, how he knew he was a Klansman and all that. So John asked 2009 Will all of those questions, and that's when Will's like, I don't know who he is, and John reports that back to Angela. <clears throat> And she's like, oh, shit, did I just start this whole thing? Um, and essentially she did, yeah. I'm guessing, which, I mean, that's 
That's sloppy. That's sloppy. <laughs> That's some sloppy That's an easy shit. way to go. It's an easy way to go. I just really don't like it, man. Um, and then like, oh shit, yeah. And then um, Doctor Manhattan goes into this like monologue of like, oh, well, what, what is time? Is it the chicken or the egg? Oh, I guess it's both this time. And uh, like this it just a little two cents of I'm right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It reminded me of like a Ricky, a Rick and Morty, like Avenger. And at the end, they're like, "Oh shit, we fucked it up." And then Rick's at the end of that episode, Rick would be like, "Oh no, all this shit is stupid." Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like a direct call out that works for them. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, just sloppy. Ugh, so then John like transports to the kitchen, starts to make some waffles. Um, Angela runs in. She's like, "Dude, we don't have time for this shit. You're in big trouble." He goes in to tell her that the cavalry are actually outside. They have been for some time. Angela rightf- rightfully so is like, "What the fuck? You've been talking to me for all this time. <laughs> you know, we got cavalry members outside the house." He goes on to tell her that you know uh, we can't change what's going to happen. Uh, you know, in a period of time, they are going to transport me and destroy me. That's when Angela gets into badass mode. She's like, well, watch me, you know, try to stop it. She goes outside. Huge gun battle uh, pursues, which uh, I thought that was like. I thought it was a good gun battle. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Pretty um, yeah. Not not too many cuts, but enough cuts to like let you know what's really happening. While this is playing on the background, it, they were they're at the pool for a while. Yeah. And between the one they're cutting between these two scenes that we just talked about, yeah, she, it's been like five plus minutes. Yeah, dude, it's like and they're just at the pool, and then he gets, then he go, oh, gets hungry and goes and makes food. That's what I'm saying. Then he goes to make a waffle, and it's like, I mean, her line, "Do we have time for this?" was my feeling throughout this entire episode. Yeah, <laughs> just because like, I, motherfuckers are invested, and we got one more episode, and right now you're gonna give me a Doctor Manhattan origin story. I don't need it. Yeah, I really don't need it right now. <laughs> Um, but we're outside. Angela's firing away, kills a bunch of people, jumps into a car. For some reason, she jumped into the car. She was like doing her very good on her feet, but she jumps into this car yeah. that pulls up. Um, you know, runs out of bullets. Is at the moment where she's about to get shot by a cavalry member, and that's when uh, Doctor Manhattan comes outside. Uh, transports outside, starts blowing up people's heads uh, with his magnificent power. And then there's this very 90s, like, cliche tender moment after, like, a bunch of action. Yeah. They, like, look each other in the eyes and, like, the music swells. We did it, babe. We did it, babe. Um, and Angela's like, you know, you tried. You said I couldn't do it, but I did it. And John's like, no, you didn't. Calvary member gets on the truck, hits this uh, big mechanism, um, which I thought, I think I called out in one of the episodes, I thought it was a gun, and it was actually this huge like kind of transport ray full of tachyons, uh, which is actually brought up quite a bit <clears throat> in this episode. Uh, direct callback from the comic series. Um, tachyons are this thing that kind of just like disables Doctor Manhattan, like he can't do anything about it. They're essentially his kryptonite. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this tachyon machine transports uh, John. And we cut to uh, them back in 1989 at the uh, Saigon <laughs> Bar. Yeah. Um, and Angela, you know, is kind of like, I don't know if I could be with somebody if it's going to end with tragedy. And that's when John gives another smooth line like, 
Don't all relationships end in tragedy. Angela just melts, as did I. Agrees to go out to uh, dinner with him tomorrow night. Um, as he predicted. As he predicted at the beginning of the episode. And, yeah. Cut to uh, credits. Uh, like I said, directed by Nicole Castle. And then this is when we get the most extended uh, after credit. Well, the only after credit. Yeah, I don't think they did an after yeah. credit all the season yet. For sure, for sure. The only after credit scene that we got the entire series um, thus far. It is a... Um, you know, convicted Adrian. Uh, he is tied up outside, and all a bunch of clones of a um, Mr. Phillips, Miss Crochanks, walk up to him. They ask him a simple question: "Will you stay?" He says no, and then they proceed to crush tomatoes into his face. And that's it. Was probably like a three-minute scene. Yeah, really enjoyed crushing. it. Yeah. <laughs> he probably took like. So he probably took like five tomatoes like on screen. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, and then there's a cut to Adrian in his cellar. Um, and that is when the game warden comes in. Uh, ask him if he would like another book. Uh, the book Adrian is reading is actually Fog Dancer, uh, which is something that we are going to get into the PDPedias, File 8, um, coming up next or coming up soon. Um, and uh, he brings a cake. He says that uh, all the other Mrs. Crowshanks kind of felt obligated to make him a cake. Um, Adrian looks at him and he says, or Game Warden asks what the book is about. Uh, Adrian goes on to tell him that the book is truly about loneliness, uh, but he would not feel loneliness. And that's when Game Warden gives the spill of like, I was the first baby out of the lake. I am the original Adam of this land, you know, type deal. Um, I seen Dr. Manhattan. Uh, grow grass from dried land and like put air into my lungs and all this other stuff. He gives a really good monologue. Um, really like where the game Morton is. Um, then he walks out and that is when we see, um, Adrian finding a horseshoe inside the cake. He gets really giddy and happy. Which leads um, back to that first episode. Yeah. We haven't seen the horseshoe since the first and when episode. When he said it, this is not the right time to give me this. Totally. Um, so he definitely like programmed the baker's, uh, whoever's baking that cake, you know, of the Mrs. Crochanks, the kitchen committee. Uh, every time that cake is served, I believe there is probably a horseshoe around. Uh, so he knew that would be important. Um, I'm going to make a call. That horseshoe is made of a certain material that could transport him out of there. That's a good call. Like It's got to be bigger than just like a shovel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the metals are something that like are very important. Um, maybe they're made of tachyons. He does have the technology. Um, and yeah, last shot, um, he flips over the bed and he starts digging on the ground with the horseshoe. And that is when we get the final end of episode eight. Eight in the hole. Eight's in hope the hole. hope they surprise care. us with nine. Man, nine should be two hours. <laughs> yeah, two-parter. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I mean, I don't think they'll pull that, but like... It just it very it just seems like they really should. Um, nine episodes. This seems very constricting. Uh, this episode we did not. I mean, I don't feel as bad as episode. I, th- I still think episode three was the worst episode. But like, as far as where placing of this episode, I'm gonna put it right there. Yeah, this yeah. should have came earlier. Maybe not even earlier, but dude, I don't know. I don't know. 
not that good. Uh, we'll see what happens next week, though. Uh, yeah, last episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then we're going to get into some off-season stuff with the podcast, hopefully giving you guys uh, some some interviews with uh, some of the creators yeah. so we could start talking some of our biz. Uh, Maybe some You got a big analysis. call? Thought about a big call for next week? Not really. Honestly, I have no idea. I got one. The millennial clock is a uh, essentially a not a version of the squid, but will send off some type of uh, psychic wave of other people's nostalgia. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know what the millennial clock's going to be. I've been thinking about it. We will see. She definitely has something up her sleeve, um, and we will get the answer next week. Hope they'll bring it together. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Godspeed. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Uh, check us out all along the Watchmen on all the social media. and Most definitely. Uh, we will talk to you soon. I am Litho Freeman. And I'm Anthony Chaplante. Peace. Who makes the world? Perhaps the world is not made. Perhaps nothing is made. Perhaps it simply is, has been, will always be there. A clock without a craftsman.